Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. I just finished my interview with Jenny and I feel high on life, high on weddings right now. We just had the best conversation and we tackled so much and went through so many different topics of weddings. She is the owner, the CEO, and planner of Before the Vows LLC. I'll have everywhere that you can find her linked below and you're going to want to find her. She is so wonderful. She offers such great insight and tips and you will learn a lot from this episode. I recommend this to anyone getting married, planning a bachelorette party, planning any type of surrounding wedding event. So what really sets Jenny apart from a typical wedding planner is that her niche is focusing on pre-wedding events. So not just the day of coordination, which she does, but she also plans engagements, engagement parties. She plans showers, welcome dinners, rehearsals, everything in between. If you're having a pre-wedding event, she's the master. She's so great at what she does. I absolutely loved talking to Jenny through this episode, and I know you'll love hearing from her. So thank you so, so much, Jenny, for coming on. And before we get into that conversation, I just want to remind you that we are now on Apple Podcasts. So if you leave a review, screenshot it and send it to my email, which is linked below, and you're going to be entered to win a prenup bridal planner, which is going to keep all of your bridal goals really organized. Um, it's not just a wedding planner. Um, as a typical planner would be. It's really to align yourself as the bride to make sure that your mind, your body, your beauty is everywhere that you want and need it to be for your day and beyond. Please make the review nice if you feel that I've deserved it. I'm trying to produce the best podcast possible and give you the best tips in planning your wedding and reviews really help me. Um, spreading the word really helps. So if you could do that, I would la 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 love it. And again, you'll be entered to win the Prenup Bridal Planner. So it's a win for everyone. Okay, now that that's out of the way, I am so pleased to present Jenny of Before the Vows LLC. Truly, thank you again for coming on. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you because... You and I connected on Instagram over, of all things, the sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> the best show, the best Disney Channel show. Best Disney Channel show. It really, like, shaped, I feel like, all of our childhoods. You and I are probably similar age. I'm 30. I'm 30 as well. When did I turn 30? I turned 30 April 1st. Okay, I'm June 10th. Okay, oh, I Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's... It's a different world out there, but I mean, it is. I don't feel 30. I feel like I'm still, you know, watching Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I know. <laughs> no, same. Same. And we both agreed that in our youth, we were Cody stands, and now that's pivoted a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. To our Zach, who actually just got married. So yes. Dylan Sprouts married Barbara Palbin. And it was just such a beautiful wedding. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that and what your highlights were. Yes. No, definitely. Yeah. I was, I was so pleasantly surprised when, um, cause I've been, I've been following you for a while and I, I repost a lot of your stuff just because I feel like it's so relatable and Thank you're you. so, you're so genuine. And I feel like you just post really, uh, unique content. It's content that I don't see elsewhere. So. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. When you responded to that, um, to when I reposted your post about 
Dylan and um, Barbara. Uh, wait, is it Barbara? I don't yeah. Or I, I feel like they they've seen that. some. Yeah, I feel like I've seen some <laughs> articles refer to her by nickname, but I'm like, and Barbara does seem so formal, you know? No, I know it does. I'm like, wait, I said that out loud and I was like, that doesn't sound right. Barbara. Um, yeah, no, when you messaged me back about that and we were, we got to talking about like Zach and Cody um, and I, I was just so thrilled because I, I, like I said, I follow your, I follow your page and I love it. Um, but their wedding, it was absolutely stunning. Like she is drop dead gorgeous. Really uh, eyes everything from her from her dress from like the choker from t- is the tiffany choker um her outfit changes her red dress which i don't know if you know it's a um it's a tradition from hungary i read yeah, this i was gonna talk to you about this yeah so i again like all of her looks just kind of going back to that, i mean the vivian westwood of it all are you a sex in the city girl I'm actually not. Okay, so it's controversial, but I'm not. It no, it's not controversial because it's it's the show that I love to hate the most in this life. It's like, it's a hate yeah. watch, and it always has been. And in the Sex and the City movie, I think it was the first one, Carrie was going to marry Big, and she had this fabulous Vivian Westwood dress. And that was like, I don't know, maybe 2000 eight-ish so I was still in high school and I have always been obsessed with bridal but that was like such a moment for me and Vivian Westwood just became this like yeah in my life um but yeah seeing that and then the Tiffany jewels and just the having been married on her parents estate like no of course they're these fabulous celebrities but it all felt so like down to earth yes yes yeah, right? I was looking, I was looking through the album at all the photos, and the photography was just stunning. The photographer did such an amazing job capturing the day. But I was looking at all the photos and just like seeing the photos of all of their friends, like partying and having fun. It just felt, it felt so genuine and so so real. Yes. Um like the stars are just like us, you know. Like it was, it was. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was really great. I've looked at those photos so many times, and I just feel like they're such a great fit. Did you watch the um? the wedding video that they posted oh my god i keep watching it it is the sweetest cutest thing they are they're adorable together i just i can't get over it i know like at your wedding day everything seems so glowing but you can tell when people are putting it on for the day even you know lay people as myself like people that i work with sometimes they're like all business on the wedding day yes and you can tell that Dylan and, and Babs just were yeah. having a good time. <laughs> Love it. Let's just call her Babs from now on. She's just Babs to us. Duffy. Yeah. Just, we're all girls. We're like, we're best friends. Fine. I know. <laughs> did you see did you see the pictures of Cole? His hair was like it looked like Jughead's hair from Riverdale. Yes. I was like, I didn't know you look like that in real life. So I died laughing when you said seeing seeing him in Riverdale just really turned me off because yes. that show, okay. I just want to say, I'm going to put it out there. Season one of Riverdale, gorgeous. Oh, yes. Great I mean, show. the murder, yes. Yes, loved it. And then it's just this, like, sci-fi turn. And then Chad Michael Murray's, like, leading a coal. I'm like, what? Yes. What in the One Tree Hill? What is going on? Did you watch it by yourself or did you watch it with your husband? So I watched with my first season I watched with my mom and my sister. Oh, okay, okay. And then 
the second season, I think we all watched it separately, but we would just comment on it and we would call each other and be like, what the F is going on here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, my house is fire. We're so into it for season one, like you said. And then, uh, what was it, like season three? I think it's still going on, which is like really crazy. But yeah, after <laughs> after the cold cult thing, I was like, this is just this is just so unrealistic. It's too far-fetched and it's like just gone so far off track. And and the actors are phenomenal. All yeah. the actors and actresses in the show are so talented. And I'm just surprised that like, they're still on the show because I feel like they can do oh, so many other great shows and movies. They must be being paid so much to do the show. I feel like a writer came in and said, like, I'm just like so funny. I am. This is hilarious to me and I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> right? No, not to them. I know it's probably maybe that, that is the truth, but like, I know how much it takes to go into these productions, but. What a wild turn that show. Yeah, no one's <laughs> expecting it. I'm not anyone who could predict that. No, but you mentioned um, before I got us so ch- sidetracked on okay, I guess the Ralph Twins for days. Yeah, literally, me too. Um, but you mentioned um, Babs's red outfit change, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about that tradition because I'm not even going to try to say the pronunciations like Mensaika Ruha or something. Yes, yeah, I. Not so either, but yeah, so I, I but in the article in Vogue, yeah, yes, yes. So you know, I'll I'll let you do the explaining of it because you you brought it up. So explain what this tradition is that Babs partook in. Yes, yeah. So one of the things that I loved about their wedding was really how they kind of paid homage to her Hungarian um, background. Um, I think that's so cool when couples integrate their culture and their heritage into their wedding day and really make it personal for them. Um, and I love how uh, Dylan, he he joined in with it because the tradition, from what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I remember, it's after midnight, the couple um, puts on, or, or the, I guess the bride puts on a red dress and he had on a red suit. I don't know if you saw that. I, I was, didn't even notice that. I didn't. Yeah. That is so cute. That's really cool. Yeah, so after midnight, she changed into this, like, really short, um, really, like, classy red dress. And then he had on, like, a red suit. It looked like it was velvet, too. Yes. So classy. It looked really, really good. Um, And I don't really, I don't know if I read or if I found out, like, the significance behind that. But I know it's a tradition after midnight. So I searched (laughs) why. It's so it's so simple, but it's, it's really cute. It's just to signify that you're no longer a bride. You're now white. Uh, I love that. Love it. Okay. I know. So cute. And like, in one way, it's like a little bit of a stab in the heart. Like, okay, it's a little soon. You're like, tell me I'm not a pride. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know being white is also fabulous. 100%. Like, it could be worse things. Um, yeah. But just in the whole um, realm of traditions. Mm-hmm. So you're in Chattanooga, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. A couple weeks ago, I actually had Heather Wolf. I don't know if you know Heather. Yes, I listened to that episode. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, I love her. I, unless my brain is just failing me, in which case I'm so sorry. But I like, believe Heather is Chattanooga girl as well. I think she's Knoxville-based, um, which is only an hour and a half from here. So very close. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You two have to have some crossover. That would be I so know. cool. I'm trying to convince all my all my brides to hire a live painter, but that's a that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is. I mean, once they see it, it's it's an easy sell, you know. But 
I think some people are like, well, why would I need that? I, you know, it's a specific type of bribe. I love it. I think it is just the coolest thing. Yes. That's a cool keepsake. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, But I was talking with Heather about some Southern traditions. And (laughs) uh, if you listen to the episode, you know, but yeah, there was one in particular, Barry the Bourbon. And I have always heard about this and I asked her about it and she was like, no, I don't, I don't know that. And then after she messaged me and she was like, it's so funny. After our conversation, I keep seeing these Bury the Bourbon videos and they're oh, just like coming into my sphere, which is hilarious. But, you know, in the Bury the Bourbon or any other Southern traditions, is there anything that, you know, your couples really do that might be different than maybe someone would do in the Northeast where I am? So, the really cool thing about Chattanooga is that we are, this is kind of taking a little segue, but um, we are really close to four major cities. So we're two hours from Nashville, an hour and a half from Knoxville, two hours from Atlanta, and then two hours from Birmingham. So it's amazing being a vendor here because we kind of pull from all over. And um, me and my team, we love to travel. So we have weddings in North Carolina next year. We have weddings all the time in Georgia. Um, kind of all over the place. So wherever you want us to be, we'll be there. But as far as traditions go, when you guys were talking about Bury the Bourbon, I actually just found out about it. One of my couples, um, Michaela and Garrett, I'm going to give them a shout out because I love them. They, Michaela and Garrett, (laughs) got married in May um, of this year. And they did, they introduced me to that tradition. And they were like, Jen, you never heard of it? And I felt like so uncool because they're like in their early 20s. How I was like, oh, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm officially like, I'm not cool anymore. <laughs> and the venue was so cool. The venue let them, um, let them just dig a hole on their property. The, the It was right after the rehearsal dinner um, and they buried it. I mean, to my knowledge, I left after the rehearsal. Sure. Um, so I don't know if they ended up drinking it. I'm assuming they did, but um, it was so crazy. During the ceremony, the clouds were coming in. And we were, I was looking at my team and I was like, guys, we got to move cocktail or inside. Like we were like, but we didn't want to start moving at all the cocktail tables and everything until we knew it was going to rain. For sure. Because the bride really wanted her um, cocktail hour outside on the patio area. It's so pretty out there. And the clouds came and they were so dark. Girl, they were like, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And then all of a sudden they just like went away. So that tradition, I don't know. I'm at. It worked because it didn't rain. It didn't rain and everything went according to plan and it was beautiful. So I don't know. I think um, that Bury the Bourbon thing might have some validity to it. Implemented everywhere. We all need it. Well, I'm out here saving weddings. (laughs) I'm not a bourbon girl. So, I mean, I I wish it was like Bury the Tequila. But, uh, Jenny, I think... Soul Sisters, perhaps. <laughs> That's my favorite tequila. I I love Class of Soul. Um, yeah, I'm definitely an Añejo girl, but uh-huh. um, I I really love everything. How about you? Have you tried um the Rock's tequila, Terramana? <laughs> no, I haven't. So the Rock is like, and we're going on so many tangents, but no, I is love it. Um, he is my husband and I's like celebrity crush. Like my husband, like lines. Celebrity crush. Oh, well, he's one of my five, but I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's pick one. No, nah, uh, 
but he he has a tequila brand it's called Terramana tequila Tell them it is like yes i write it in Italy. yes write it down it is the most smoothest tequila and it's like 35 40 dollars so it's like a mid-level price point it's amazing highly recommend it to everyone oh my uh, gosh okay yes for signature drinks and and yeah and i'm gonna try it there's a tequila bar by my house and i they'll likely have it so maybe i'll know i will tonight yeah, let me know if you try it. I will. I will. Absolutely. Yeah, bury the tequila would be a really fun tradition. Right? <laughs> I feel like more people would do that. Oh, um, yeah. But other than that tradition, honestly, uh, I before this, we lived in D.C. Um, okay. My husband was Air Force for, 10, for almost 10 years. Amazing. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, so actually being in the South South, I've been here for like a year and a half. Um, okay. So I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not very well versed in all the Southern tradition. Sure. Um, but that one is a big one. And I think pe- more people should do that because it's fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to gear into, um, a little bit of what you do. Cause it's not exactly like some other wedding planners that people might be used to. So, you know, in your words, explain what it is you do from start to finish yeah so um when we when we started before the vows um we were really trying to think of a gap in the marketplace um because you know there's lots of wedding planners lots of wedding wedding coordinators Mm -hmm. um but we were like huh there aren't very many like pre-wedding planners um so my husband and i were were big risk takers um we we didn't have like a ton of experience with the business side of things but we're like why not like what's the worst that can happen you know like my husband has a very stable full-time job he also helps me with the business but we have like his income to fall back on if need be ours so this was a little over a year ago and we were like let's just um what if we created a business called before the vows where we like follow the couple from the ring so from the proposal to the reception um so that's kind of how it got started it was so random and like we weren't planning this at all um it wasn't a bowl of ours it just kind of like snowballed into something um but like when I was in um college in like my early 20s I would always plan events for my friends I would like plan their bachelorette parties their bridal showers um engagement parties all of those fun like pre-wedding things that you don't think will take a lot of time and energy and money but they actually do and a lot of times those responsibilities will fall on you know the maid of honor or a family member and they might not have the knowledge or the equipment or the resources or tools to be able to plan those kinds of events um so that's kind of where before the vows got started um and then we always had wedding coordinating on it as well because a lot of our brides who will have us plan their bachelorette party you know we develop a relationship with them um they get comfortable with us and they like how we work so then we will coordinate their actual wedding day so it's really designed to kind of follow the couple from the ring to the reception that is so brilliant because the pre-wedding stress is supremely underrated and yeah you know you never think about it that way because you're like oh it's all these exciting things but I actually was just talking with um, the founders and CEO of a company called Trousseau. So they're uh, a marketplace where you can buy and sell like pre-wedding or wedding event 
outfits, shoes, accessories. Ew. Yeah, because, you know, there's there's so much waste that goes into that. And yeah, I'm only going to wear these outfits once. So that's kind of the whole idea behind it. But, you know, a conversation that we had is like, you have so many things to plan for. And that is a full-time job in and of itself. And your wedding planner, that a lot of people think like, they're going to be my therapist, my mother. They're going to hold my hand, give me piggyback rides, and like be my personal slave for the next year and a half. Yep. Oh they're, my gosh. Unless it's in your contract, like they're doing your wedding. Yes. So that doesn't include your rehearsal, your bachelorette, your yeah. welcome party. You're, you know, you might be having multiple showers if you have family that lives far. So it really is a lot of admin. And for someone who yeah. does not, enjoy does not want to plan events but loves to party like they need that so you really filled a space in a way that i haven't seen anyone specifically cater to that market and you do a beautiful job i haven't experienced your work firsthand but on social i love what you show and you just have a really beautiful eye and one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you is because your personality does come through very much or even just online so you can tell that you're thank you no it's it's absolutely the truth and you know people people need that they want to be with someone they can trust and they know is going to do right by them so yeah um I just know that you're doing a really fabulous job for your couples thank you that's so sweet yeah yeah yeah. we um my husband and I have a lot of business meetings he has to like schedule meetings with me because on my calendar because I'm so busy and (laughs) I'm like seven to my office, sit down. Um, and this past, like the past, like six months, things have just picked up so quickly. And we were like, you know, we should really solidify like our mission, our vision, our values. Um, and one of the main things that we really strive to do is just forming those genuine connections with our couples. Like I genuinely care about them. Like me and my team care about them so much. Like I pry it during their vows. Um, like I want to see their day be absolutely perfect in what they, what they had envisioned. Um, and I just love working with them as a team, like all after, after the fact, cause I'm very professional. My couples are like, oh, let's go to get drinks. And I'm like, after your wedding, when you're not my clients anymore, yes. But like before, that's just not how I choose to run the business to each their own. Um, but I'll like catch drinks with my couples or dinner, like after their wedding day. And we'll just like we become genuine friends and I, um, I just, it's so crazy that this is what I get to do for a living because I never, I never in a million years would have thought that. So, um, genuinely like every time I sit down to work, it never feels like that. It's like for the first time in my life, I get to do something that feels like I'm so passionate about and that fuels me and inspires me. Um, so I really hope that our couples see that because we really love what we do. I I bet you anything they do because I can I can already tell I was laughing when you said you know you you draw those boundaries because yeah it is so important to do and it's like my worst quality I I remember oh, 2020 no. when everything went down yes I was on the phone with a mother of the bride and we were just yeah. kind of going through so long story short groom lives in Milan and bride lived here they wound up calling the wedding off because he was like i want to quarantine with my family oh no a whole other thing but i'm on the phone with mom for you know however long and we're home because everyone's home at the time my husband's upstairs and 
I, I, he goes, comes in the room after I walk. He goes, did you just say love you too to a <laughs> no. bride's mother? No. <laughs> and I was like, did I? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. That's oh, so unprofessional. I'm just like, well, I do love her. <laughs> I do. I do love her. She's yeah. she's wonderful. I'm like, and he's like, that's a weird thing to say, but it is. It's so true. Like you build these relationships with people, and they feel like family. And yeah. I do cry at you know the honor dances and the vows, and it becomes so so special. Um, so, in your experience, what? kinds of events do you like to plan best i know you kind of take it through everything but what do you prefer yeah the, i've been doing a lot of thinking about this question because it's so hard um to just choose one type of event um but i feel like if i had to pick one the most like i can be super creative with bachelorette parties um, and we do remote planning for bachelor parties where we, um, where we can plan an event, whether it be like Nashville or Scottsdale or, you know, all of the hot spots. Sure. Um, and we will just do the planning and coordinating. We'll outsource to different local vendors. Um, but we also do in-person bachelor planning and that's my favorite where you get to like see the vision and the theme and everything get fully executed in person. Um, bachelors are just so fun. There's so many different things you can do with them. Yeah. Like these days. I'm like, when when did you get married? Because I got married five years ago. I got married in 2021. So uh, okay. not quite two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like bachelorettes now are so, just so much cooler. And like, there's so much more to do. And there's so much more involved. And as a planner, I love that. Yeah. Um, so we, I love doing the in-person bachelorettes uh, just because we get to see everything come together. Yeah. And picking Picking the theme is the most fun. We did a um, batch to the 90s, like an homage to the 90s. Um, so that one last year in Nashville, and that was so fun. Oh. Um, all the 90s references. Great. I love Back that. Back to Dylan and Bam's wedding. <laughs> I find it like full circle. Yeah, bachelorettes are so fun because they're kind of grown-up girl birthday parties. Yeah, You get to yes. kind of play dress up and just comparing when – my husband or any of my friends or family members go on a bachelor party. I'm like, what's the plan? They're like, there is no plan. We're going to go out and drink and like figure out stuff to do. I'm like, can I plan it? Get it? Like you guys are excited. I need, I need you to do something, but it is, it's underrated how fun it is and how special it makes the bride feel and all of her girls. Like it's just this beautiful coming together of, sisterhood and yeah i love i love a girl's trip it's so so fun yeah what is your opinion on um this is along the same lines what is your opinion on like co-ed like bachelor bachelorette trips hot topic what hate it i i'm sorry why there's so many times that i can hang out with my husband and his friends and i do all the time and i i love them and they're wonderful but I love a girl's trip just yeah. in general. Like I am a girl's girl. I mm-hmm. have one male friend and he's gay. I yes. don't I, I mean, I really I don't connect with men in the same way I connect with women. So true. It always makes me laugh when people are like, I just don't get along with girls. I get along better with guys. I'm like, why? I don't trust you. I don't trust you. We have nothing in common. I'm no. so sorry. And 
it's like I get it. I and I have friends who are that way that they just they have a more like not that they're masculine, but they have a more masculine yeah. energy and like more yeah. alpha and you know whatever. But no, I just want to like put on a silly hat and take a shot of tequila and sing share at the top yeah. of my lungs with my girls and my my guy friends, my husband's friends. They don't want to do that. Yeah. So we. Yeah. It's more of the interests, just not really aligning. Yeah. Um, but that is personal. I don't think that's across the board. I think, you know, so many people, like I've had brides cry on their bachelorette party. They're like, I don't know what to do without my husband. They're just so yeah. connected to each other and they just want to yeah. hang out with each other. So why would they want to take a weekend apart when they could just party together? Yes, I think it works for some couples and it doesn't work for others, but it's becoming more and more popular. I have like two of my couples who I just had planning meetings with and they're doing joint joint bachelor bachelorette parties really but they decided on like activities that they both like like they're going to the boat on a boat one day Cute. or they're gonna go like brewery hopping um so there's definitely different like activities that you can agree upon but i i agree it's um i don't know i, I see both sides to it because i like love my husband and i love being around him of course i do think it's important to have like separate friend time too and to be able to do those fun girly things like there's a make your own perfume bar in Nashville. Like you can't really do that with a group of guys, you know? Oh, and that is like so something that's right up my alley. I would love that. Yes. There, there's just a different, and this is not for everyone. For me, I feel like there's a different energy when men are around. It's not better or worse. hundred percent. But sometimes I just want that like wonderful lady energy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I get it. No, totally. So... What is something that you've seen either at bachelorette parties or maybe for proposals, like something really different that you've seen a couple or a bride or groom do? Yeah, um, this is another hard question because I feel like there's so many because uh, couples these days are now more than ever doing things that are so unique to them as a couple, yes. which is so cool to see because you're not seeing because when you do a lot of weddings and events, it kind of you see the same thing again and again which is fine, but whenever we see something, like, new and exciting, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Shiny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if I had to pick one, kind of along the same lines of a bachelorette. So we planned um, a bachelorette in, this past May, and it was a days and, engaged themed, days and engaged themed bachelorette, which is perfect for the bride because she's, like, super hippie, um, like, very, like, cool and, like, artsy. Um, and we, we plan this one game for them and I can't take credit for this game. Yeah. I, I got it off of TikTok. Um, TikTok is such a wealth of resources. It really is. It, I wanted to hate it for so long. And I was just like, take me. <laughs> no, no, I'm like scrolling. That's like a lot of good idea about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to stop. Um, but I got this idea on TikTok and cause the bride specifically was like, I don't want to play like generic game. Yeah. Um, like there's like drink if games or like scavenger hunt games or like who knows the bride the best, you know, and those are still fun, but they're kind of overdone, especially if you're, you know, that group of girls was in their late 20s, early 30s. So they've mm -hmm. been to a lot of bachelorettes before. So um, we found this idea to do a game called Guess Who Jeopardy. So it's combining like the Guess Who game, which was such a fun like 90s game and Jeopardy together. So I compiled a list of questions and I sent them out to all the girls who were in attendance at the party in a Google form. 
And they were questions like, um, what was your first job? What was your most embarrassing moment? Um, like different fun get to know you questions. Yeah. A lot of times at Bachelorette, a lot of the girls are from different friend groups and they don't know each other. Yeah. So I felt like it was important for the girls to get to know each other and get comfortable with one another before the spending the entire weekend together. For sure. And sharing bathrooms. Um, all of that. So <laughs> which is a whole other thing. Whole other thing. Bathrooms, <laughs> beds, right. kitchens. None on it. Yes. Um, so I compiled all of their answers and then I put it on like a Jeopardy board. There's like a website called Jeopardy Labs. If you haven't used it, it's so fun. Okay. For like your own personal use. If you have like friends over, it's really cool. Yeah. So I, um, I made different categories like Jeopardy um, with different point values for each question. And then I like projected it to, um, and then the girls, the girls projected it on the screen and then they played it. Um, and then they would say like, oh, embarrassing moments for 100. And then it would say like, which girl um, like puked at her high school like musical or something <laughs> like that, you know? Like, yeah. um, and then everyone, then people would guess. And then um, there were like prizes, um, whoever had the most points. So it was a really cool way for the girls to like get to know one another, um, have lots of laughs and just become comfortable with each other. Yeah. Um, and then there were Target gift cards involved. So cute. I want to talk about bachelorette parties for a second because, yeah. you know, clearly we love them and they are so fun. But yeah, that dynamic can be a little bit tricky to navigate. You know, mm -hmm. my grade school friends, my college girlfriends, yeah. my cousins, you know, whoever. And if you're lucky, people already know each other. But sometimes, you know, it doesn't work out that way. And you're just trying to get different groups of people to jive so I love that yeah. game like you know it doesn't feel like an icebreaker either because it's so yeah. funny it's not cheesy it's like oh my gosh we can all kind of bond over these silly things mm -hmm. another thing that made me laugh a couple months ago I did a video and it was just like silly about going on bachelorette parties in your late 20s early 30s yes. And I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. One of my things, and they, it was all like, it was clearly a joke. And people truly are unwell online. It's so scary. But anything <laughs> personally. Yeah. I was like, you know, if you're, if you're sharing a bed, it has to be a queen plus. Like, yeah. it, you know, we need that room. Like, my back's going to break. I'm old. And yeah. the women coming after me, they're like, you should just be grateful for the bachelor. I'm like, Oh my God. Lighten up. It's literally <laughs> fine. Like, yeah. and to be honest with you, if one of my best friends said, you have to sleep on the floor, there's no room, in a second, I'd do it. It's just yep. a freaking joke. But, yeah. you know, you do want people to be comfortable on these parties. And mm -hmm. it's, it's very different than the way it used to be. And I am seeing a little bit of this trend of old school coming back. So it was like, yeah really simple bachelorette parties and then these trips like I myself went to Charleston mine was in Charleston are you kidding me yes oh like 20 2017 2018 oh my god I just and yeah and it's a perfect place for a bachelorette because it's very woman -head. there's like no guys there yeah it's been come up to like if I go on my friend's bachelor trip and man comes up to me I like glare at him I'm like go away I was a man Oh my gosh, this is such a funny story. So my sister-in-law, my husband's sister, um, she's the best. 
and she, she at my bachelorette party she's beautiful so like men were approaching her yeah and yeah she would go <laughs> i love like it. just yeah. give them the nastiest faces and we're all really so like we can talk to people and like our husbands fiancés don't care but like yeah she was just so disgusted with anyone that approached her and then at a certain point in the night she's like she's married she's like you know bill her husband she's like bill doesn't care that i flirt and you know i love to flirt and i'm really good at it and i'm like actually jackie you are so mean to these men (laughs) (laughs) she flirts though you know flirting and you are you know you're scaring them which yeah it's also great i love that energy i love that energy i know she's she's so so funny but yeah charleston is the best what did you do for your bachelorette um, this was back when, like, there wasn't really a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my sweet best friend, um, Becca, she planned it. But we were, we were so young. I was probably 22. Yeah. What were you when you got married? You were young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, wait, was I 22? Yeah. No, 23. Oh, I'm getting, oh my gosh. No, I lied. I was 24. I didn't do, I can't do math. I was Me like, neither. I haven't been married for eight years. <laughs> no, it's fine. It all, it, it all just jumbles together. It's like early 20s, mid 20s, 30s. <laughs> I never been a whole lamb. No, I mean, for now. Um, yeah. I, I was 24. Um, but that was back when like penis straws were like really in, which I still something. love. I love cheesiness. And, and that's just kind of what I was saying. Like, I see a little bit of things going back to that as almost yeah. like an ironic, throwback to like you know wearing the big nail out and doing like maybe just one big night out and the penis yes. straw the penis cake which yes. like yep i definitely had a penis cake yeah look that's it. my theme just like penis it's so <laughs> it's it's so funny though like i call me immature i think it looks hysterical i'll never yeah. not think it's funny <laughs> you have a theme for your theme. i did so i'm i'm a huge like divas fan i love celine Dion and Cher. <laughs> and my sister is like she's such a planner as well i'm trying to get her full time with me she has a young son yeah. now but once he's in school like i think she is gonna do it that's um, fun but she did um uh, uh what was it called the the farewell tour oh, did, nice. uh, so she had my face on Cher's body on t-shirts and it said like you know Asia's bachelorette the farewell tour and she had um a set list as the itinerary for the weekend. So cool. She she was so cute with it. She did such a good job. She had all these share wigs, so we just like danced at the house and we share oh, all. We we had a ball. We really had a lot of fun. I love that. I hadn't seen that theme. That's like like hats off to her. That's a really unique theme. I love it's that. It's very specific to me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but she's really good at that. Like that's another reason why. I would love her to be with me because she can talk to someone and find out their interests and likes and totally curate something. She's very clever. She's very yeah, yeah organized and driven. Love my son. <laughs> I love that. So we talked about, you know, some things that you love that um, you saw that were unique. Are there mm-hmm. any trends that you see that keep happening that you really love or maybe something classic that you're like, this can never leave? Mm-hmm. Honestly, this, so this is a controversial topic. Um, it's a hot take. Uh, but 
I love, 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 and I'm interested to hear your opinion. I love content creators and how they're becoming a thing. Yeah. And I, I have so many photographer friends and I've heard like so many different mixed reviews. So I like don't talk about it with them because I don't want to like open a can of worms. Yeah. For, for us as planners, I feel like it's so beneficial because we're running around like crazy trying to make sure that everything goes smoothly. The vendors are there when they're supposed to be. Everything's set up. Like the couple's taken care of and then we're on track with the timeline. Like I've done so many weddings where at the end of the day, I'm like, I have like three blurry pictures. Like yeah. as I was like trying to run by and like yeah. get a picture. So the fact that content creators are a thing are not only great for the couple to have those behind the scenes moments and memories, but they're great for us as planners to be able to kind of showcase our work yeah. Um, and be able to have that content within 24 to 48 hours to post and like not have to like sit there and try and make a reel, which I'm terrible at making reels. So I, mean, I, I love they're amazing. I love, love the love that you said that so much because where we are today in any industry, you know, definitely we feel it because we're in weddings, but in every industry, social is such a huge aspect of marketing, of just mm-hmm. being present, of connecting and how are you supposed to do that when you're running an event? It's yep. nearly impossible. And I've heard the same argument with photographers and videographers, you know, that it's kind of like an infringement. But there's <laughs> my husband and I have been saying all week, what's good for the geese is good for the gander. <laughs> I'm like, rising tides, raise all ships. Oh, what's my God. is good for the gander. Like, I've never heard of that. So there's this, this song. Um. It's called, it's from a group called Ready for the World. It's like this old 90s song. Uh, okay. And it's called Oh Sheila. Have you ever heard it? No, I have not. It's hilarious. Listen to it when we're done. But okay, the okay. beginning of the song, completely irrelevant to the rest of it. Yeah. And this like goofy voice, just, what's good for the geese? It's good for the gander. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And while oh it's God. so funny and cringy, it is so true. Like, it's- yeah. Rising tides raise all ships, you know, no one is stepping on a seasoned photographer's toes. Like you get those professional photos. You want those professional photos. Yes. Your content creator is not giving you that. Your videographer in the scene token, and this has always been something that people either do or they don't. Like I, I thought about it for a little while, went back and forth. I ended up ultimately doing it. Um, But people want a full version of their ceremony they want maybe this like cinematic cut of something with the music and then they also want these little pieces of the day and those are all separate things so Mm -hmm. if photographers and videographers are feeling a certain way about it i would suggest to them partner up with these people and maybe do do some sort of bundle because it really can be that'd be cool yeah so good for them too and it's something that you know, it could be an add-on to them and yeah. that's great business. And it's also another service that they're maybe offering that someone wouldn't have thought of. And now they're like, this person's so innovative and cool. Like it's content creation, especially in the age of TikTok and Reels. Love it. Yeah, Love it. it's a, it's amazing. And I feel like, I don't know when it originated, I guess, but I feel like the past few months, more and more my bride's like, I got a content creator. And I'm like, yes, yeah, because- not only does it help us too, but it helps the family and then the bridal party be more in the moment. Yeah. Not try and get every little moment on their phone. Absolutely. Uh, so it's really just a win-win for everyone. And it really is. 
I think if the photographer and the videographer, um, if they can get on board with the content creator and like work cohesively together, um, and if they have like an agreement that like the content creator doesn't really get in the way of the shots, so I think that's a big complaint that I'm hearing is that the content creators like getting in the way of the shots, which I think they do need to be mindful of that. But the ones that I've worked with before have been very, uh, very mindful of that, very conscientious of it, and they've been very respectful. Mm-hmm. And they know that they come second to the photographer and videographer since that those are like the big ticket items that couples are investing most of their money into. What you just said is so spot on. You know, a I, I don't want to say season because content creation for weddings is so new. Um, yes, but someone who maybe understands the industry has worked in some aspect of it before will get that and have those conversations with photographer. I actually, and videographer. Mm -hmm. I saw a content creator on TikTok and she, I'll link her because she had a a small following so far. I know she'll blow up and be huge because the stuff was so good. Yeah. But even the shots that she was getting, like I could tell that she was, she was back row of church getting that first shot of bride coming through like that. And I was like, Perfect. Not everyone needs to be front and center. Like you yes. want those angles. Yeah. Videographer and photographer should have those angles. Mm-hmm. But there's also this like really sweet, like, oh, it's kind of like this behind the thing. It's that first moment she steps out and yes. like brides want that. Yes. Yeah. They really do. Just like the all the different types of content that you can get if you have all three of those people on your vendor team. Um, it's like it's endless. And I wish, oh, gosh, I wish content creation was a thing like when I got married because I would have loved that. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's It really blew up in the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So how about things that you hate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there any, any trend or anything that's like always been done that you're just like throwing the trash? Okay. So the number one thing that I hate... And some of my couples are not going to like this, but I, I hate garter tosses <laughs> because if you look up, if you Google like the origin story of the garter toss, it's disgusting. It's like, I'm not even going to repeat it on here. I'll just let, if anyone listening like wants to Google it, like the history behind it is just so, so twisted. And like, also like from a woman's point of view, like, like we said, we're girls, girls. I'm like, I don't like. I don't like that. Like my husband and I are very like equals. We're very like, we don't believe in gender roles or anything like that. Um, and it's just like, I don't even want to say it on here. It's, it's twisted. I, I don't know if you know it, but it's, it's weird. The concept behind a garter toss and people don't Can you know say it. Cause I don't think I, I don't think I know it. There's another tradition that I'm thinking of, but it's, it's, uh, I think it's an Italian tradition, but it's like yeah. prepping the, the marital bed, but it's to, so it's along those same lines, and I got okay. Google. So like, okay. I mean, take it with a grain of salt. But I, I, I fact checked. Like, I went to three or four. Like, they seem like like I don't know, pretty reputable sites. Um, yeah. And basically, they're saying that like it's about um, like getting a taste of like the audience wants to get a taste of like the wedding night. And I'm like, that's that's kind of um, nasty. So <laughs> yeah, it's. And there's a whole that goes, it goes more in depth to it. Um, But I just don't think a lot of couples, I feel like a lot of couples do that because they feel like it's expected or they feel like they have to do it. And you don't have to do anything on your wedding day. It's totally up to you and your partner what you decide to do. Um, And I I just think it's 
like a little outdated of a concept. <laughs> That's my opinion. So I just threw up in my mouth. Um, <laughs> it is that is so gross. That is such a Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Tradition. I've always hated it. I've always felt skeeved. Even from yes. when I'm a kid, I'm like, like, why are they going up her dress? It's just right? her dad's here. Yes. Like, <laughs> like I, that's just overhearing. And I'm like, oh, like, ew. And I, I do still think that there's a place for a bouquet toss. Like, yes. I, I didn't end up doing it, but I planned on doing it. Like, oh, I just want to like, toss it and I think it's cute and like a fun picture yeah I don't want anything to do I didn't wear a garter I like like who wears a garter yeah and, and no one actually wears it you just put it on before yeah the thing fortunately I am seeing so much less of the garter toss yeah I yep I think in the past 10 years I've seen it three times wow yes well then maybe that's that's a tradition that's done more in the south because i've seen it like probably at 75 percent of the weddings here is that right wow yeah see and it is it is so different depending on where you are even in the states like yeah traditions are just very different from each other yes definitely but i think it's also probably um maybe three is an, an under an evaluation but it's really most of them i see don't do it any yeah. longer and i hope that less people do it unless yeah. you're, you're really just like being funny and you're like ah screw it it depends on your personality i guess true that's so true there are definitely some couples i'm like i'm really surprised you decided to do this because like they're that's just not doesn't fit them as a couple and their you know their personality like you said and it's yeah. just like so cringy I, but as you mentioned, I think people really feel like they have to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why I did it because five years ago I was like, "Oh yeah, I have to do it." It's like yeah, part of the timeline. Like I need to do it, and I didn't really want to do it, but I felt like I had to. So that's why I'm so vocal about that now. Because couples will come to you like as the planner or coordinator, and they're like, "Well, don't I like don't I need to do this?" I'm like, and when I say no, you can do whatever you want. Like they look at me sometimes like, "What? I can do whatever I want." <laughs> yeah, like. I'm, I can plan my party in the manner that I choose. <laughs> it is wild. So um, on that topic, you mentioned that you did it. I want to get into a blog post that you did. And it was called My Wedding Regrets. Yeah. And I loved it so much. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because yeah. I'm going to send people to read it. So I'm going to go through uh, just a couple of them. And I want to yeah. talk through them with you. But cool. um, it was really, really great. I'll have it linked. Awesome. Uh, so your first wedding regret mm -hmm. was not asking your officiant to step out of the way for the first kiss photo. So tell me yes. a little bit about that. Yes, sweet Charles. Um, our <laughs> I love him. King Charles. Yes. Not that he's not fabulous, not that we don't want pictures of him, but. Yes. No. Um, we, again, we just didn't, we didn't know. We had a great coordinator, but she wasn't like as involved. I think we just got like the day of coordination package. So it wasn't like super involved, but um, we didn't know that like the asking him to step out of the way was even like allowed because we're like, oh, he's like running the ceremony. He needs to stand there in his spot the entire time. And we were looking back at our wedding album and I was like, he's literally in the background of all these photos as, as my husband and I was like grabbing my face and kissing me. And I'm just like, uh, like why? So we, yeah, Charles, <laughs> I know Charles, I wouldn't have thought of that. 
<laughs> so simple that you can do. Like, I always assign if a couple wants it and nine times out of 10, actually almost 10 times out of 10, the couple always wants that when I say that. Yeah. Um, I'll ask the maid of honor because a lot of times the officiant will forget. Like, they're just so focused on, like, what's next what in the ceremony. Yeah. That they forget. So I'll ask the maid of honor to literally, like, pa- like tap their shoulder or grab them out of the way. And okay. then I'll, like, make sure to communicate to the photographer, hey, can you, like, wait to get that shot um, until the officiant's out of the way? And I'll tell the couple, too, like, kiss for a long time. Because we want to make sure that the officiant's out of the way. The photographer can get all the images that they need. Um, but it's something so simple that a lot of couples don't think about, but it makes such a big difference in your photographs because it should only be the two of you in that first kiss. You shouldn't have your officiant in the background. Uh, all respect to Charles, but a hundred percent, hundred percent. You said two really great things that I loved. One was asking maid of honor. That is such a great tip. So, you know, just having that extra question, having her or him, remember, yeah. ask the yeah. officiant to just finally step out of the way. Yeah. And then... The long kiss. So, yes, you know, it's it's your ceremony. And sometimes people feel awkward with eyes on them. But you do look that shot. Like, just lean into it. People get so in their head about it. I'm like, you're kissing your husband or wife for the first time. Like, yeah. lean in. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's... um. It's something that uh, I always, always mention now because I'm, like, so scarred for my photos. <laughs> it's the best way, you know, people get to learn from each other's mistakes, which is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it was very cool of you to write this. There's there's another one that I think is a huge one mm-hmm. was not supplying enough alcohol. And this is super common. So talk a little bit about that. It happens as so many weddings honestly especially weddings um that have a younger crowd um i'm sure you see the same thing and i i realized i i'm like why does this happen and for a multitude of reasons number one because couples don't know like if, if they're not in the restaurant or bartending industry you don't it's hard to predict like how many drinks per person to purchase and yes. A lot of times they'll get the alcohol towards the end and they're like, oh, I only have this X amount of dollars left in my budget. Like, I really can't afford to buy, like, a ton of alcohol. Um, So I guess just not having the knowledge of, like, how many drinks per person they should be buying. And then also a lot of our couples are making their wedding day, like, more of a wedding weekend. So if they're at the venue the night before for the rehearsal or if they even have the rehearsal dinner at the venue, they have the venue for the entire weekend, they'll they break into the stash of alcohol that's there. If the couple's bringing the alcohol to the venue, um, they'll break into the stash of alcohol that's there and they'll start drinking it. Mostly the groomsmen. Uh, that's just how it is. It's just how it is. It's always them. Sorry, but it's true. Um, yes. And they'll be like, oh, alcohol. And then they'll start drinking it. And then I've been there like after rehearsal, like guys, that alcohol is for the wedding day. Yeah. And then the next day, this happened at a wedding. The dad was like, the father of the um, bride was like, where's all the alcohol? And I was like, the groomsmen got into it the night before. So um, there's just, it, it happens far too often. Um, and some some, people, some couples are okay with it, like if, with it running out. If it's out, it's out. Because um, they don't, they want to make sure that their guests don't get too intoxicated. And they want to make sure. sure that they get home safely at the end of the night. Um, so for some people, it's not an issue, but there are some weddings, you know, where guests get angry, 
Um, and then they come to you as the planner or the coordinator and you're like, like trying to be as kind as possible, but also realizing they're very intoxicated and like you totally. can't reason with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a big thing. So I, I think my advice to couples would be to um, really work closely with your bartender um, and get uh, listen to what they suggest, what their suggested amount is to purchase. If you are purchasing it through like on your own and supplying it to your bartender, um, just really use the resources around you and the vendors that you hire. Use your planner. Um, I mean, I know we're not like pros when it comes to like alcohol, but like I can give you, you know, a general guidance and sense of direction based on like our experience. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Just run it by people. So yes. there is, I believe it's on the knot. There's um, a feature that you can use that you put in. The IP wedding calculator? Is it yeah. your alcoholic calculator? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's like a good baseline, but you still definitely want to check with coordinator. You want to check with your bartender for sure. Yeah. And I am of the camp where it's just like go a little bit more than what you think you need at most because people will surprise you with how much and how fast they can really suck down they're like fish on wedding days yeah literally i know i mean open listen i'm not gonna lie to you when there's an open bar i'm gonna enjoy myself oh yeah no knocking to anyone yeah however you know if you want it to be flowing all night you do have to be prepared yes so that is a really if you i'm sorry if you do have now it's like you know if you and your partner are like wine drinkers you've actually bottles of wine great you'll have like wine changed away for months after you take it home yeah or you can give it to your wedding party like thanks for being a part of my day you know like having extra alcohol isn't a bad thing in my opinion (laughs) absolutely i have brides who've had stock the bar parties as well and they'll use that as excess also um yeah so some some people do um this was another thing i was talking about with heather wolf um it god what was the name of it it was some sort of shower where you're stocking just kitchen items i can't remember what they called it but it's oh i can't remember either but i remember that you know what i'm talking about it had almost like a dirty name i remember that but no, I remember that from the episode. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, but it was weird. In the same token, some people will do stock the bar parties. That's more common, you know, in my area where I see. And that's something that, you know, how much are you really going to be drinking in that time period? You know, bring it to the wedding. If you have it left over, you bring it back home. Yeah, that's smart. I'm going to steal that idea now. Stock the bar parties. That's a cool yeah. idea. I it's, love that. And it's fun. It's kind of a lot of people use it as like a co-ed shower, which Ooh. I know I said it was against co-ed bachelorette, but I do love a co-ed shower yes. because I don't think it's really fair for just brides and women to have to like throw these parties and give the gifts. And yeah, it is a fun event. Like it doesn't have to be so showery it can be all that i love that um another regret this is going to be the third one this is number eight Mm -hmm. um spending money on wedding programs (laughs) talk about that one (laughs) this is controversial too i feel like but i mean honestly the amount of wedding programs that people leave on the tables leave on the ceremony chairs and that i throw away when we're cleaning up is astounding like they just go in the trash like it's a nice gesture but like 
people aren't going to care if you don't have a wedding program at your ceremony. They aren't. They're not going to be like, I don't know the name of the maid of honor or like, I don't know the order of the ceremony. Like, <laughs> to be frank, no one really cares. Like, they're just no. there to like support you and your, you know, your union as a couple. And yeah, they might look nice in photos, but we just spent like a really good amount of money, like a, chunk, a good chunk of money on those programs. And they just ended up in the trash and no one really cared about them. So they do as they do, yeah. you know, and they just, if you are going to keep it as a keepsake, it goes in your little like wedding box. And that's it. Like, yeah. Surely no one cares. Yep. I do see people now put it on their wedding website. So if someone is really curious about yeah. the lineup, they can see the program on there. You don't yeah. have to print it. One last thing. That's I art. So 100% with you on okay. that one. <laughs> if So if you want programs and mm-hmm. the budget allows and, mm-hmm. you know, do it. Do it up big yeah, however you want. But where you're looking to cut corners, that is such a huge one. I think that's like first to go. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I honestly wish I would have done like um, if I was going to do a different type of paper product, I wish I would have done a menu because the menu yes. looks so classy. It adds like an extra element to your tablescape. And it I just think it makes it look just a little more elegant. Uh, yeah. So and I people get excited that. about what they're going to eat. Yes. I find, I don't know if you find the same, but I find that sometimes, especially when cocktail hour is very good and has lots of great food and drink, it's really hard to get people in their seats. Yes. And having a menu there, sometimes it's like this peak of curiosity, like, oh, what do we have for here? You know, yeah, like something to read, you know. Um, I agree with you there, too. So I want to play a quick little game with you because... I'm coming on an hour, and I, I promised you that I would keep it to 60. I'm sure you have you're a bunch good. to do today. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. So, um, okay. I'm just going to play a quick little game. It's just going to be like a yes or no coming from a wedding planner. So, <laughs> yes or no with no little to no explanation. Is that the kind of thing we're going to do? If if you need to explain, then okay. do it. But okay. that's the idea. I mean, Perfect. You've been talking to me for an hour. You know that I can't do anything with little explanation. I love talking to you. This is great. I love talking to you, too. I could do this all day. I can't believe it's already been an hour. I like know. It's been three minutes. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So, number one, budgets are meant to be broken. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no explanation needed, honestly. Yep. No. Yeah. Okay, beauty and outfitting are included in the all-in wedding budget. Yes or no? No. Proposal should be a surprise. Yes or no? Hundred percent. When when the when I had brides reach out to me being like, "Hey, I need a coordinator. I'm not engaged yet, but can I hire you?" Yeah. I'm like scratching my head, like, "What?" They're like, "I know it's coming," and I'm and then sure enough, a week later, Jenny, I'm engaged, but. I think it should be a surprise. That's my opinion. I do too. I think I, you know, I think everyone should have like a big surprise in their life. It, yes. Mine was, and I, it was really, really special. And I know people who wasn't, they were like, I wanted a romantic moment and I love my fiance husband, but I knew that he was not capable of that. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Valid. <laughs> okay. Pinterest. Bride's best friend or worst enemy? Oh, oh, that's so hard. I want to say I want to say worst enemy because if um, it can make brides be indecisive, 
and their vision is and their Pinterest board is kind of all over the place. And as a planner, yeah. it's like, wait, I don't have a clear vision. But I think it depends on the person. Some some of our some of our brides are very like they know exactly what they want, and their Pinterest board is very cohesive. And having that visual as their planner is like amazing. Um, I would say best friend if I had to choose. Yeah. Okay. Best okay. Love it. I know it's it's one of the same. You know, like look at both angel and devil. Um. Okay. I I know your answer to this one, but. <laughs> Couples should arrange all guest transportation. Yes or no? 100%. I mean, especially unless your venue is like downtown where there's it's accessible Ubers, lifts, there's hotels, there everything is in walking distance. That's fine. But a lot of venues here in Chattanooga and North Georgia are very rural. I, that word is so hard to say, rural. Uh, rural juror. <laughs> yeah. And um, there, people can't get Ubers. Um, and their hotels are 30, 40 minutes away. So, and if you have an open bar, I think it's a liability thing. Like, and I really think you should have that transportation. And yes. I know that because that was one of my wedding regrets. So <laughs> yes, yes. And everyone should read all the wedding regrets because yes. they're really good and they'll be really helpful. And again, we'll have that linked. Awesome. Um, okay. Number six, rain on your wedding day is good luck. Yes or no? No, <laughs> absolutely not. That's just what they say to make people feel better. Yeah. Um, number seven, a wedding is not a place for kids. Yes or no? Um, yes, 100%. Kids should not be at a wedding unless you're like a ring bearer or a flower girl. But yes. parents should use that evening as time, you know, for them. Like make it a date night. Like you don't need to have your kids. When when brides come to me and like, Jenny, what do I say? Like my aunt is really wanting to bring my cousins. I'm like, why? Like, every, no. every parent, you can love your children, still want time away from them, you know? So, and guess what? If you really cannot leave your child for whatever reason, I know everyone's circumstances are different, you don't have to go. Mm-hmm. You really don't. True. It's... Send a gift. Send a gift, yeah. Send a gift. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. You speak my language. Um, <laughs> okay. And number eight, a wedding is not a place for pets. Yeah. Yes or no? Pets are, are definitely allowed. <laughs> definitely. I have a fur baby. His name's PJ, and he is my whole world, other than my husband. And um, my what kind of dog is PJ? So he is a he's a rescue. Um, and he was named his his given name was Papa John, so we just call him PJ. But he's a oh my god, that's like Papa John. <laughs> The scandal of it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually such a cute name, though. <laughs> uh, but he's a chocolate lab, Weimariner, Australian cattle dog, boxer mix. So he's like a whole array of things, but he's the best. So, yeah. Aww. I think if the couple wants to bring their pet, then 100% there, you, there's like dog handlers you can hire. Yeah. And you can get like super cute family photos. Like, I, I think it's great. Yes. Yeah. As long as it's within health code, like sometimes people will be like, "Can they come to reception?" Yeah, no, no. That's but you're right. There's so many services now that will pick up your dog and like give them a fabulous evening and yes. take them away. You don't even have to think about it or set a family member up. Yes. Okay. So the way we always end is with after party, and this is just a couple fun wedding questions. So I don't have them in front of me, but I remember them. So what is one song that you need to hear at a wedding 
honestly any justin bieber song i love justin bieber like if sorry started playing oh like so that it. song yeah any justin bieber song big big yeah. kb fan love it love it okay what is your dream cake flavor birthday cake 100 percent. or like some funfetti but like not like the box funfetti like an actual like really good funfetti from a professional baker um yeah anything like birthday cake like cake batter type flavored like oh so good love 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 it okay amazing what is your recommended honeymoon destination so when I read this question, I had two thoughts. Is this some place that I've been before and I would recommend? Or is this some place that I haven't been before, but I think would be a great destination? Can be either or both. Okay. Honestly, I would say Hawaii. Um, and I hope this isn't a generic answer, but my husband and I visited Hawaii a couple of years ago. And it was like, hands down, the best trip ever. Um, we went to the small island and the way of life there is just so chill, so like calming, like yes. no one has a worry in the world, a care in the world and like just the hiking there. It, it's stunning. The views, um, it's Were you amazing. on Maui or Kauai or which I, I think I'm so bad at geography. I know, I know me too. Um, <laughs> uh honolulu you were not okay okay i think love it so. we yeah by waikiki beach okay i yeah, yeah. i think that's how i've only been to Kauai, so okay i don't know but it's yeah it is you're right you're right it's so just people are so sweet yeah it's i don't know if it's a little bit more lively in honolulu mm-hmm. but why was very rural yeah rural juror <laughs> um but yeah we we rode horses and like overlooking you know, yeah beautiful bodies of water and like mm-hmm. canyons and yeah it's just unbelievable yes there's so many different things to do there and it's like i feel like it's fairly it's not as expensive if you were to like fly to europe or like um yeah. other areas but it's still super relaxing and you can um you can go to like an all-inclusive resort there or you could just like we stayed in an airbnb and just um took more of an adventurous route but why definitely love it okay beautiful um and then last question is if you had to impart one piece of advice to a couple getting married what would it be this is another hard one because there's so many pieces of advice um, i know well i'm gonna have to have you back and then we can just do it all again <laughs> Yes. So I think the biggest piece of advice is just um, the power of your mindset going into your day because there are so many different things that can and might go wrong on your day. But if you and your partner like make a pact going into the day that no matter what happens, um, we get to we get to marry each other. We get to express our love to each other in front of all of our loved ones. And at the end of the day, if that happens, everything else doesn't matter, you know, like, so just focusing on that as your end goal, not worrying about anything that you can't control, focusing on your mindset and your attitude throughout the day will make the biggest difference. It's so, so true. Happiest brides are the most beautiful brides. Yeah. And every, every little piece of everything you said, I could listen to you all day. Uh-huh. You are so wonderful. I loved talking with you, and I hope to have you back if I didn't yes. scare you too much. Oh, my God. I'm like, this is what I get to do for, like, a work? I'm like, this is fine. I feel like I'm talking to my bestie. This is great. I know. 
thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I have it linked below, but tell everyone where they can find you. Yes. So um, you can find us on Instagram. We're very active on there. Haven't really tackled TikTok yet. Um, but Instagram is at Before the Vows, LLC, all lowercase, all one word. And then our website is also www.beforethevowsllc.com. Um, so those are the two places that you can find us. And maybe one day I'll hire like um, a, you know, a Gen Z to like run my TikTok account. Yes, I got it. A full-time content creator. They, yes. they would be, they would love it. They'll be great at it. Honestly. I mean, hey, if anyone's listening, <laughs> send me your resume because I, I really might hire someone to be that. Um, I mean, help in that area. Absolutely. If I hear of anyone, I'll send them your way. Great. Jenny, thank you so, so much. It was so great talking to you. Of course. Adrian, I'll talk so to, to you soon. Oh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care.